You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yes. PBS Hello, everyone, and welcome back to PS Meet Me at Stage Door. Today, we are coming at you with another exciting interview. But before we get into that, Tori, take it away with the bulletin. The Sydney Cabaret Showcase is still planned to go ahead this year, and they have actually extended the entry date till the 1st of July. So make sure you get writing and get those entries in before applications close for 2020. You can find out more info and how to enter at archeryproductions.com. In other news, after the success of the initial concert, Joshua Robson Productions will return to shining that light on the Australian music theatre industry with Lights Up on the Arts, Not Done Yet, tomorrow the 19th of June at 7pm. You can head over and buy a ticket at a price you can afford at gofundme.com slash L-U-O-T-A-2. We'll see you there. And last but not least, we'd like to shine a light on an awesome Aussie theatre blog, Overture, run and written by the amazing Indy. Head over and check it out at overtureblog.com to read some amazing interviews with artists such as Rachel Ward, a Q&A with the cast of Ragtime, and unpopular theatre opinions, and so much more. Thank you for all the support, Indy, and keep killing it. That's all for now, Libby. Back over to you. We are more than excited to have our youngest guest today on the podcast, Oliver Alcare. At just 12 years old, Oliver has an impressive resume full of iconic roles for young performers. In 2016, he made his professional debut in the Australian company of Kinky Boots, playing young Charlie. Most recently, Oliver has finished his run with School of Rock, playing the artistic costume designer, Billy. In 2019, he was picked out of hundreds of kids to play the title role of Charlie in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and was set to return to the role for the Brisbane season, but it was unfortunately cancelled due to COVID-19. Despite the virus, it hasn't stopped this pocket rocket from producing his first musical, The Big One O, online edition, with performances starting from the 25th to the 27th of June. Please welcome Oliver. Hi. So great to have you on today. Yes. I'm so excited to be here. That's amazing. Thank you so much for coming and getting up so early today to chat with us. We are very excited. It is way too early in the morning, but we've had hot chocolates. We're good. (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to jump straight into it. How did you get into theatre? Well, I've always loved theatre and I always have seen like the Wiggles when I was little and Baby Proms at the Opera House. And then the first musical that I saw was Mary Poppins. 
and I just loved that and then I really wanted to do musicals after that yeah I started with dance classes and then I did drama and singing classes and then I started doing community theater awesome what was your first community theater show it was my son Pinocchio with Ingerdine musical society that's amazing and like you have done a lot of community theater but you've also done professional shows and what was your first professional show like getting to do kinky boots that's an awesome fun show so what was that like well because I didn't have a huge role it was a really good introduction to professional theater because I still learned about professional theater and it was a great learning experience but I didn't have to be on stage the whole time. That's so good. Were you a bit scared when you first got it? Or were you excited? I was really nervous, but I was also definitely very excited. What was your reaction when, I assume, mum told you that you got the part? I was just, I think, really excited and surprised. Yeah? Oh, it would have been so exciting. What was rehearsal like for that one? It was different to anything else I've done because it was in Melbourne when I did it, when I rehearsed. We just did short rehearsals with all the kids yeah. and then we mainly rehearsed for four hours so it wasn't very long and then I think it was only over three weeks and then we started performances. That's awesome but yeah like you said it would have been just like really nice gentle introduction to the professional world because yeah. obviously it is going to be quite a decent amount more intense than what community theatre, especially at the beginning, would be like. But you've also recently performed in School of Rock and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. What was it like taking on such iconic roles such as Billy? And of course, if you don't recognise the name straight away, it's the kid that says, you're tacky and I hate you in School of Rock. (laughs) Of course, and of course, Charlie Bucket as well. What was that like? Well, in School of Rock, because of his amazing lines, he's such a memorable child and it was just amazing getting to play that role and I remember the first time that I found out that I was in I watched the movie straight away and he has some of the best lines in the whole movie and the musical as well and then Charlie because he's been famous like the book then the movie and then the remake of the movie and then the musical came out so many different generations know about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory so getting to perform that role Like at Stage Door, so many different people came with their grandchildren or their children, like lots of different people came to see Charlie because it's such an amazing movie, musical, book. Did you have any um, great interactions with people who came and saw it and that were like young kids who were inspired by you getting up there and being obviously incredible? (laughs) What Do you have any good stories? Yeah, I think... Lots of people came and saw it, like I said, but great stories. People came to Stage Door, I guess, and were amazed by the whole show. And lots of my friends, I went to school with them, and then that night they would come and see me, and they were absolutely amazed that I could go to school every day and then perform at night. Of course. Like, that must be also really hard having to do... Like, how many performances did you have to do a week of Charlie? I did two performances and then two standbys. Oh, wow. So you were there quite a bit and still doing school at the same time. That must have been quite intense for you. We did a bit of schoolwork at the theatre sometimes when we needed to catch up, but it was quite intense. And do you find that you got to put like your own kind of personality into the roles as well? Yeah. So then when I showed up to the first day of rehearsals, Billy was already a character and Charlie was already a character. But then the director told us that we need to make Billy out own interpretation of Billy and same as Charlie so it's really fun being able to put me into that role yeah because it also means that people that go and see it and especially with things like Charlie where it's a character that I think everybody 
I don't know of anyone that probably wouldn't know Charlie from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And it means that every time you see it, whether it's you or one of the other Charlies, you're going to get a different experience every time because it's you. And we're getting to see if you were Charlie, who would you be? Which I think is really awesome and that they actually really prompted you to be like, this is going to be your interpretation of it. What was your favourite song to sing in Charlie? Like, did you have a favourite number that you would do? Yeah, I loved being in the Great Glass Elevator and singing The View From Here because it's a very fun song, but it's quite emotional. And how he's just got the factory for himself when Charlie starts singing, it's really nice to be singing with Willy Wonka at that point. And I guess also because the whole show is very... I guess magical in a way. Was there like the costumes and everything? Were you amazed when you got in there for the first time? Definitely. And, saw it all? and the first day that we got into the theatre, we had a big introduction about how all the magic works because in rehearsals we didn't work with the magic as much and it was amazing to see how magical it can be backstage and on stage. It's cool to see the the behind the scenes of how all the magic works. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, now I'm a magician. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I guess um School of Rock was such a high energy show and I don't know if anyone is listening who saw the show. It was absolutely incredible but very high energy and everyone yeah. looked like they were sweating buckets <laughs> on stage. <laughs> did you have to um you know how did you prepare for that really? So I guess in rehearsals we did lots of dance because it was the biggest dance show that I'd done and I guess in rehearsals we just did lots of preparation of how to control our energy throughout the show and then during intermission we were very like pumped up and had to get energetic as well all throughout the show we learned where we have to be extra energetic and where we bring the energy down a bit so we didn't waste all our energy on the first song and then not be able to perform the rest of the show well, the funniest thing was the biggest, like the most high energy song was at the very end of the show. And the biggest dance number that I did was pretty much at the end of the show. There was one in the middle of the show, but then we had intermission to rest. But then this one was, we didn't go off stage for a while and then we had to do a big dance number. So that was quite hard, but it was so fun. And then at the very end, you pretty much get a standing ovation every night after we finish that dance. So it was really it's so, amazing. The energy in that room was incredible. Yeah. Like yeah. when you guys, because you got the kids, you you play the instruments, and did you learn from any of the other kids, like any cool instruments? Yeah, and it was definitely a great learning experience because it was the first show that I'd done with lots of kids. So we all learned from each other because there were some really good dancers, some really good singers, and some really good people who played instruments. So we all learned different things from each other and it was really good. Yeah. I mean, I didn't personally get to see Charlie when it was in Sydney. How many kids are, because I know that like Veruca and the other kids in the show are played by adults. Yeah. Yeah. How many other kids are there actually in the car? So there was only four who all played Charlie. So So it's just the Charlies and everybody else is an adult. Yeah. How was that? Like, it's purely working with adults in that situation then. Well, it was really fun and we really got to talk to all of the adults. And because when I was on standby, I would go around backstage with my chaperone. Right. So I would always talk to the adults and do that sort of 
backstage fun. Oh, that would be so exciting. I was listening to the songs last night and I was just like, mm, what I would give to play Veruca Salt. What was the rehearsals like for Charlie? Because it would have been really different to Kinky Boots. So what was that like getting to work with four other kids? I mean, we were saying before um, you aren't an understudy because like with understudies, you you watch another person play it, you take notes and then you kind of, it's, it's like you, you kind of, not copy, but you need to have the same sort of uh, movement so that you're really, the audience can't tell the difference. What was it like with Charlie? Did you each have your own individual time or how did that work? So for the first bit of it, because the show had never been done in Australia, all the adults and the whole cast came in on the first day not knowing the show, but we all learned our lines before. And then I think we started off a week before rehearsals started properly with a vocal coach because Charlie was such a big belter. He sings a lot. We had to learn how to belt properly without damaging our voice. And then on the first day of rehearsals or and the full rehearsal period, we did four Charlies at the same rehearsal and we pretty much did vocal calls together, but everything else we sat down and watched the others and then we all got a go of doing it. And because... As I said before, it was the first time it had been performed in Australia. No one knew like their roles, so we did lots of character building with the whole cast, so everyone got to know the show together. And then for all the scenes that we set and all the dance numbers that we choreographed together, all the chore- like we got taught, we did it one by one pretty much, and then we sometimes did it all together. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about for you, but when I personally play a role that I've seen loads of other people do, it's really hard to not watch them and go, oh, and they did this and that got a laugh. And you got to completely from the ground up be, do the character work and be like, yeah, make it really, because obviously as much as Billy, you got to make him your own, Charlie would have been, well, this is my interpretation because we don't know anything else. With rehearsals, how it really worked was because we saw each other do it, we all learnt off each other. So if someone did do something really well, then we usually did that. And sometimes the director would even say, I really like that, can everyone do that? So we did get to learn off each other. Yeah, which is which is good because sometimes you'll get stuck and be like, I don't know how, like I could do it like this, I could do it like that. And you might see someone else and be like, oh, okay. And it can mm. help you then go, great, I'm going to do that, but I'm going to do this slightly differently. And how did that work? Were you doing school at the same time as doing the rehearsals or how long were the rehearsals? Well, during the rehearsals for Charlie, we wouldn't really do school, but we would do school, I think, two days a week usually and then rehearse three days a week and sometimes on a Saturday. So we did do school a bit, but then any work that we had to catch up on, we got an opportunity at rehearsals to quickly do some work. Oh, that's good. That's good. So you still got had to go to school, unfortunately. Yeah. But you seem like disciplined, so I feel like you probably wouldn't have had, like, obviously it's still like you're not in the classroom every day, but I feel like... Was it hard to stay on top of your work? Well, I guess I got given less work because I was exempt from school. So I wouldn't have to do as much. And I was only in year five then. So it wasn't that hard. And because I think all of us were in primary school, except one, we didn't really have to do much work. So it was good like that. Well, I guess also taking on such a big role, learning lines, um, a lot of the English text of being in a show and, and getting to learn the text, it, it's almost like it's better than school in a way. Definitely. <laughs> I found with every single rehearsal or show that I've done, I've learned more 
than I would at school otherwise about what I want to do because I really want to be a performer. So I've learned more about performing than I would at school. Yeah, definitely. It's a better, you know, straight straight to professional, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally, you're already a professional, which is insane. But what do you think your favourite moment has been so far? Out of all shows, I think my favourite moment has probably been in Charlie, where because he's such a big role and he has so many good songs, it's magical every time that I got to perform that role and step out on stage for the first song, which was really energetic. I think that's the best moment, singing that first song. Realising your dream and being living that yeah. dream. That's, yeah. you know, very powerful. <laughs> yeah, and I think actually the best moment was, I have two, the first performance of Charlie and the last performance of Charlie. It's definitely the best two moments. They're, they're big and they're scary and they're exciting. And whilst like the last performance, it's always that little bit sad. It's still yeah. like, it's the end of such an amazing chapter. Definitely. And I think... Because it was my last performance, I probably did one of the best performances I've ever done. That's satisfying when your last one, you go out with a bang and you're like, yes, I nailed that. (laughs) Well, we're going to switch things up a little bit. We're going to play a game. And to anyone listening at home, we'll know the lyric challenge that we do. So pretty much how this is going to work, Libby's going to go first so she can kind of demonstrate the rules pretty much i'm going to give you like the first like sentence or two of a lyric then you have to finish the lyric oh yeah and you we work on a two-point system so if you can name the show you get a point and then if you finish the lyric you get a point as well okay Um, if you need me to sing it because i'll just say it if you need me to sing it let me know i will try my best but we will start with libby all right give it to me all right let's do this so your first one is I mean, she sleeps and all, but still, she's afraid of darkness. Oh, it's really familiar. It's, I can't even pick the musical, but it's like right on the tip of my tongue. Do you know what it is? No. No. I'm like, what is it? Okay. She sleeps in darkness. I mean, she sleeps in all, but still, she's afraid of darkness. Do you want me to sing it? Um, I mean, she sleeps in all, but still... She's afraid of darkness. Darkness. Songs for a new world. Um, um, oh, oh, I'm not afraid of anything. But the lyric. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I, I mean, she says in all, but still, she's afraid of darkness. darkness. Oh, guys, I've lost it. I lost it. I'll, yep, yep, I haven't got it. <laughs> and when the lights go out, she has to hold my hand. Of I don't course, understand. Of course. Oh, well, that's all right. <laughs> well, now you've seen how the game works. Don't worry. I feel like you've got this. Yeah, hopefully. There's been one solution since the world began. Oh, which verse is it? It's School of Rock. Is it Don't Just Sit and Take It, Stick It to the Man? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was like, if you don't know this, I will feel like a really bad person. <laughs> all right. I hate Regina's guts. But here's what you don't comprehend. Oh, I hate Regina's guts. You comprehend? Ah, 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 ah. It's right on the tip of my tongue. It's Mean Girls. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, it's the one sentence I'm like, you know that one sentence that you always murmur over when you sing a song and you're like, no, I don't got it. I don't got it. Okay. I hate Regina's guts, but here's what you don't comprehend. At least she has the guts, guts. to not pretend to be my friend. <laughs> okay, so we're on 2-2 now. Listen up. Let me tell you a story. A story that you think you've heard before. 
Oh my gosh, this is like the line that I always stumble. Is it the okay. one that you're like? Yeah, it's, the same. Well, it's definitely from Six, and yep. the song is X Y. Yep. Does it start with "We know" or something? We know you know our names and our fame and our one word that I don't know. Also starts with an F. Faces? Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Okay. We know you know our names and, and our fame and, and our faces. faces. And when I was writing it, I was like, we know you know our names and our face. And I was like, no, no, there's something. Yeah. And it's like it keeps repeating itself. Oh, my gosh. You're so good at this. Okay. Daddy said to be home by sundown. Daddy doesn't need to know. Oh, is this Hamilton? Yeah. Oh. Um, oh, my gosh. Can you sing it? Um, okay. Oh, Daddy said to be home by sundown. Daddy doesn't need to know. Oh no! Oh my gosh! You know when? Oh god! And I'm really struggling today, guys. It's too early for this. Daddy said not to go downtown. Like I said, you're free to go. Oh! All right. Well, it's okay, Ollie. You have one more. Got this. I believe in you. Okay. I'd like to say a thing or two about this song I sing for you. Can you sing that? Because yeah. So it's I'd like to say a thing or two about this song I sing for you. I feel like I've never heard that, but I might have. It's from one of your favourite musicals. And it was sung by someone who was in School of Rock in the Australian cast. Is it from Beautiful? Okay. So it's, I'd like to say a thing or two about this song I sing for you. These are not the words you thought you knew to happy days are here again. I think it'd be, if you and I went against each other, I think it would be a struggle. Well, congrats, Ollie. You are the winner of this week's Lyric Challenge. So at just 12 years old, you are producing your own show, The Big One O Online Edition. What inspired you to produce your first show? Well, I guess I've always wanted to produce a show, especially after I did the professional shows that I've been in and after coronavirus hit and I got sent home from Brisbane I've wanted to help the arts industry in a way and then I found the big one online edition and I thought wow this could be really good and then I saw that it wasn't too expensive so then I thought okay I'll apply for the rights and then I got it. That's incredible I mean it's it's good that it's not too expensive because rights yeah. are really expensive when yeah. I heard you were producing it I was like Oh my gosh, it is quite, you know, it's a lot to take on such a huge role. And you're also in it as well. Yeah. You're you're the lead role in it, aren't you? Yeah, Charlie. Yeah. Another Charlie. Yeah. Another Charlie. Another Charlie. Charlie. <laughs> That's why I saw the role and I'm like, I can't not play Charlie. Yeah. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have been in it, but I just can't not play Charlie. You're like, of course, needs to be Charlie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Third time is the charm. Like, exactly. I mean, um, but I... Obviously, when we spoke initially about it and you said that you were producing this show, I was like, it sounds super familiar, but I don't personally know loads about the show. Could you tell us just a little bit more about like what the show is about and a little yeah. bit about the story, obviously, with not spoiling anything? Yeah. Okay. So it's based on a novel by a best-selling book author, Dean Pitchford, and it started off as a show off-Broadway. And I didn't really know anything about it. And it's actually about a boy's 10th birthday party and he's turning 10 and he has imaginary monster friends and he doesn't have any real friends to invite to his party. So it's about him trying to find friends to invite to his birthday party. Oh, that's so beautiful. I love that though. But do you get to see the monsters in the show? Yes. 
That's really cool. I was like, when you said that, I was like, do they play like a large part in the show? Kind of, but definitely look out for the monsters. They're amazing. I'm so excited. We are really excited to watch it. We can't wait. And and it must be a challenge doing it online as well because rehearsing and everything. With all rehearsals over Zoom, it definitely is a challenge. But how we like to do it is how the music director set it up is she kind of teaches us over Zoom, but then we have to regularly record us singing to send it to her because of the lag. We can't really sing over Zoom at once. And then during the rehearsal process, we discovered that if she's playing piano while we sing, she can only hear her side because on Zoom, for some reason, too many people can't it talk cuts at once. Out. So, yeah. How are you planning on doing the actual show itself? Are you pre-recording it? Yeah, so we're pre-recording it and then we'll put it on a private YouTube link and then the ticket goes to the private, like, we send the link for the private YouTube link. Well, and of course, guys, make sure you do um, check it out. You can find a link at the Big One O Australia on Instagram and the ticket link is through there as well. So make sure you do buy tickets to this because I think gonna be i know i know libby and i have actually planning on buying tickets we are we are um but it's really inspirational to see people and especially someone of such a young age being taking that step and being like you know what i'm gonna do this and this is the perfect time to do it yeah and i think the main reason why i really wanted to do it is because i was planning to perform in brisbane and to see heaps of shows while i was there and then even come back and see some shows i had a whole list of shows that i wanted to see (laughs) just as sydney was getting so many good shows and then theatre kind of cut out. So then I want to give a theatre production, but online while we still can. It's really cool to see the new innovation happening, especially within theatre during this time, because it's actually forced us to create a lot more and yeah. think outside the box, which is really exciting. Yeah, and I love how everyone's like adapting to this when we need to so people can still enjoy theatre. Exactly. Obviously, this is your first time producing a musical. How are you feeling leading up to the show? I'm really excited because I can't wait to just see it all come together as a good show. It's amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. But before we leave, we do actually want to get your bedtime stories. So our bedtime story section is really just some funny stories you've had, onstage mishaps, anything that's gone wrong. Have you got one for us? Yeah. So when I was on a show, I was in the middle of a dance number and my pants split. (gasps) And luckily it was like halfway through act two. But they split and then after that I had to pretty much change everything to make sure that they didn't split anymore or like you could see it. So I had to sit down quite a bit after that so I sat down really awkwardly and then I couldn't sit properly and then they split again when I was stepping up onto something and then all that you could hear was a big rip. And then the guy playing on stage with me was like, I could hear that. And then probably the front row could hear that. It was so loud. It was so funny, though. And hopefully no one saw anything as well. (laughs) That is such a great story. No, but thank you so much for taking the time and coming and chatting with us and, of course, sharing your wisdom because you do, like, you wouldn't necessarily think it straight away, but you have so much knowledge about theatre and the theatre industry, both from you know, your experience, but also you choosing to do your research into shows and such. So thank you so much for taking the time and coming on and sharing that with us. It's been so exciting to get to meet you and, you know, someone so young that's already had just so much success. 
Well, thanks so much for having me. So guys, make sure you guys check out the big one, O-H-A-U-S, on their Instagram and on their Facebook to get all the tickets. And that will be playing from the 25th to the 27th of June. So make sure you check it out. Yeah, we'll link that all on our social media so that if you can't find it, don't worry, we've got your back. We will post the link on our Instagram and on our Facebook account. But of course, guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back in. We'll be back with another episode in two weeks, most likely. Um, but stay happy and healthy. And we love you guys so, so much. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.